Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Relationship Podcast, formerly the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise Dating Podcast. I'm your host, Yvonne. This podcast is brought to you by You Are Dynamic LLC, the company who believes in and cares about you. In this episode, we're determining if you can really trust that man or woman when they say, yes, I'm a Christian. Let's face it, we all, well, maybe not all of us, want to meet and fall in love with and marry our forever person. We want someone to have and to hold until death do us part like the marriage vows state. Someone to go through the good and the bad times with having our love for each other still intact. The kind of love that our great-great-grandchildren will tell their children about. But you know what? It's so heartbreaking that the opposite happens so many times. I mean, when the person you're with tells you they're a Christian and they appear to be following God's will and you get along so well, and then the bottom drops out and your heart gets broken. What happened? The Bible says, but how can two walk together unless they be in agreement? Have you, like me, found yourself in left field concerning your expectations of the person when they say they're a Christian? Let's talk about it. I used to naively believe that when a man says he's a Christian, that we'd have the same perception or idea of the word Christian and what it really means to live a life for Christ that we'd automatically have the best relationship ever. The heavens would open up and the harp and lyre would play beautiful, majestic music and all would be well with the world. We'd slay dragons and grow old together, a power duo for the Lord. I used to believe the Cinderella fairy tale about love and happily ever after. And then I woke up, but it was too late. The awakening was rude because it took too long to awaken. I don't think I'm the only one who were brought up with this mentality. I know I'm not the only one with this skewed sense of what a Christian man is. Putting aside the fact that we're all flawed humans, I thought a Christian man would be patient and kind, that he'd be considerate and not pushy exhorting his own greatness. I mean, I thought he'd really believe what the Bible says. He would hear from God and then he would act accordingly because he wanted to please God. That was his aim. I thought he'd be respectful and communicative and that we'd be able to work out our problems if we lined them up neatly with the word of God. And as a matter of fact, I was convinced that if you dated a Christian man, that sure, you'd have different thoughts and ways of handling things, but you both, wanting to please God, would consult him and then get on the same page when the problems arose. 
I don't know about you, but I thought that Christian men remained celibate until after marriage and wouldn't even think about fornication. Well, maybe they think about it, but not carry it through. And as I said in one of my many other episodes, I was so naive. Hey, take a listen to this example. Sean and Gina, they've been singing on the church choir's praise team of about six people for two years, and everyone thought they'd make a great couple. Gina had been through a few dating disasters, and she wasn't really interested in continuing in that direction, but Sean was interested. One night, as choir rehearsal was over, everyone was walking to their cars. Hey, hold up, Gina, Sean said, speeding up to his steps to catch hers. Gina was surprised, but slowed down, and she waited for Sean. What's up, Sean? She said, looking at him. Sean shuffled his feet before asking, hey, um, think we could um, have dinner together on Saturday? Gina hesitated. I don't know, Sean. We don't really know each other that well. And I know, I know this is awkward for me too. It's just, well, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while, but well, I couldn't bring myself to approach you. Gina waited, wondering where this was going. I'm sorry, maybe dinner is too much too soon. How about I start over? Can I call you sometime, Gina? She smiled, sure. Reaching in her purse, she pulled out one of her business cards and handed it to him. It was the business card that had her free Google number on it instead of her personal phone number. Thanks, he said, taking the card. Well, this is me, Gina said as they approached her car. Okay, let me get that door for you. He closed it after she got in and halfway rolled down her window. Good night, Sean. A couple of nights later, Sean called Gina and they shared an awkwardly nervous and short conversation. That was two months ago. But since then, they shared many conversations, getting to know each other, using her personal phone number. Let's eavesdrop a little on their conversation. And I want you to listen closely to see what you can pick out. Sean, I noticed that you said you have a regular prayer time. How did that come about? Well, it's something I've been doing for about 10 years now, since I accepted Christ. It's how I start my day. What about you? Oh, yeah, it's part of my morning routine. And if I miss, my day just doesn't seem to go right. Why is that? Do you think that God is going to punish you if you miss today or that you lose your salvation? Of course not, Sean. It's something I've become accustomed to and something that gives me strength. I love having a conversation with God, listening to him, feeling his love. Don't you get that when you spend time with him? Well, not really. It's just something I started doing and it became a habit. So why do you still do it if you get nothing from it, Sean? Well, I promised my mom before she died that I'd try to spend more time getting into God's presence. Oh, I see. Well, but don't you teach the class on faith? Yeah, I co-teach with Brother Smith when he's not there. Hey, let me give you a call back. Give me about 10 minutes. All right. Two days later... He called her back while driving, and she caught the end of a radio program he was listening to where they were cursing. 
What's up, Sean? Oh, nothing much. I was just thinking about you. Would you like a ride to choir rehearsal tonight? I, I could come by there and pick you up. Sean, choir rehearsal starts in 15 minutes. I'm already en route. Oh, um, how about I come over after choir rehearsal for, for a little bit? Gina did a quick mental assessment. What could it hurt, she thought. Sure, you can follow me home. Sean walked in behind Gina. You have a nice place here, Gina. Hey, thanks, Sean. You want something to drink? I'll have a glass of beer. Whatever kind you have, doesn't matter. Sean, I don't drink beer. I have water, cranberry juice, Coke, Sprite, lemonade, ginger ale. He took a cigar out of his suit jacket and was getting ready to light it. Um, Sean, please don't light that. I'm allergic to smoke. Oh, my bad. But I will take that Coke. He reached in another jacket pocket and he pulled out a flask. What's that, Sean? Oh, just a little something, something I could mix with the Coke. Sean, I'm surprised. I had no idea that you drank or smoked. I don't do either. Come on now, girl, he said, putting the cigar back in its pocket. It's all good. Why are you sitting way over there? Why don't you come over here and sit by me? No, I'm good. It's getting late, Sean. Sean sat back on the couch. Let's watch a little TV. It's only 10 o'clock. Gina stood up. I think you better go. She started walking towards the door. Oh, Gina, calm down, girl. It's all good. No, Sean, it's time to go. Okay. And he got up and walked towards the door. At the door, he pulled her close. You smell so good. Makes me not want to leave. Next time, I'm going to bring something. I'll, matter of fact, I'm going to bring everything we need so we can have a really good evening. Pushing away from him, she said, good night, Sean. Okay. What did you think of that conversation? Did you catch any red flags? Of course there are. What did you think of Sean's behavior and Gina's responses? What about Sean's behavior? Was it the exact opposite of his profession of love, God? Should Gina date him or even consider it? The Bible tells us not to be unequally yoked in 2 Corinthians 6.14 or that we're not to bind ourselves together with someone who does not believe in Jesus. And to be yoked together is to work together while moving in the same direction at the same rate of speed. Think about this. If you're standing on the step and your boyfriend on the ground, which one of you would find it easier to draw the other one? Would it be up or down to his level? The answer is obvious. He would have a much greater chance at pulling you down. Did you know that God is not obligated to bless your relationship, especially if your relationship is not in his will to begin with? And we find ourselves in that a lot. We go and jump into these relationships and they're not in God's will. And even though the person says they're a Christian, we get mad at God. But if you're a Christian man or woman considering dating, ask yourself these questions. Number one, I would say is, how do you know if this person is genuinely born again? Is God his go-to person every day? 
not just when he or she is in a, a situation. Does this person use those Christianese words at just the right time during your conversations? How does this person treat the servers at restaurants? Is he licking his lips while he's looking you up and down whenever you see him? What do you think that means? Is every word that comes out of his mouth a curse word? Does he believe in certain parts of the Bible and not others? Is this person polite and considerate to others? Or is this person quick to lose their temper? How about this one? Is what's between your legs his main focus? Is money the most important thing to him in this world or where he's going to spend eternity? What's, what's his priority? Have you caught this person in blatant lies? You know, it seems these days it's so hard to tell the difference in the real deal and the counterfeit. It's almost as if you have to be a skilled professional Ask just the right kind of questions kind of girl or guy in order for you to separate those sheep from the wolves. Does the word Christian mean the same thing to you as it does to him? I mean, are you on the same page? When this person has said that they've gone to counseling and worked out their issues, do you just take them at their word or do you watch their actions like a hawk? And for you men who are listening, do you both have the same idea of being exclusive with each other? Or is she still in love with the father of her child and you're the rebound? Do you both serve the same God? Is she a pastor who sucked you into her world where everything is all about her and the only value you have is to be whatever she deems necessary to please her? Are you both serving the Lord Jesus Christ behind closed doors when no one else is watching? Do the words, I'm a Christian, flow easily from his tongue and then months down the road after you had sex with him, you find out that his idea of being a Christian is that he sang in the choir as a kid? Whew. It's so important to have the right foundation you both can fall back on when times get rough. And that foundation is Jesus Christ. There is no other. Well, in this brief talk today, I hope that you seriously consider this message because life is short. And being in a relationship with a person whose words don't align with their actions, it's a waste of your time. And then once time has passed, think about that. You can't even get it back. So if the person you're considering being in a relationship tells you they're a Christian, first check that you are a genuine Christian and then give them enough time or rope to hang themselves or what can happen is if it's truly designed by God and you are both following his design, the two of you can fly out together as eagles soaring, spreading the gospel. Isn't that sweet? I want you to remember you are dynamic. Why? Because despite everything you've been through, you're still here. <laughs>